Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shelvin Mack, low right side, works the baseline, bullets it out to Ingles. He's got a line on it. He'll fire the three, and it's good. And Utah's suddenly up 11. You are locked on Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 19th of October. A really honest look at the training camp as it wraps up today against Portland. A look around the rest of the NBA with some news notes and a takeaway or two from the first part of the Western Conference preview. Plus... Joe Ingles joins us for Get to Know Joe Ingles. It's all on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? Welcome to Locked on Jazz. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This show is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. I have got a ton of content out for you uh, from yesterday. The Western Conference previews have started. Uh, I really like the way we've done this. What it is is about seven minutes answering the same questions uh, by all the hosts of all the Locked On Podcast Network shows. So what is the main storyline for your team? Who's the player that will be thought of differently by the end of the year? What's the scenario that makes you have a great year, a bad year, and a likely case scenario? Are the questions... Uh, that they put together, the uh, and these guys all know their team, and they're great. And they all take about seven minutes or so, and then I give you a thought or two about uh, how it fits into pack. So if you go to Locked on NBA, you can do it on iTunes or Audio Boom. There's two Eastern Conference shows, as well as uh, the part one of the Western Conference dropped yesterday. So lots of content, really good content there uh, for you. I've enjoyed, you know, I'm a basketball junkie. I'm assuming you are too. I've just enjoyed playing around. I've subscribed to the NBA channel and the NFL channel, and I find myself just bouncing around from one show uh, to the other to kind of find out what's going on. Um, you know, the stories in Philadelphia are very interesting uh, with all their bigs. Uh, Jason Ross has had two really good interviews recently about the Kings and their whole Ty Lawson fiasco going on there. So there's just been really interesting kind of things I can pick up along the way. And Lockdown Warriors' Danny LaRue has had a lot of really good surprising guests on. And the Lakers had uh, the K brothers, who are kind of L.A. known, we might not know, for a really, really fun episode uh, yesterday as well. So there's lots of good stuff on the network if you're looking for other podcasts today. Today's show is brought to you by the Utah Snowmobile Show, which is coming up uh, for you on Friday at the Salt Lake County Equestrian Center, uh, the Equestrian Park in the Salt Lake County Event Center at 2100 West, 114th South. Starts Friday at 3. And my Simply Smarter jumping on today as well. Really appreciate uh, their support, Laird. Uh, and the guys out there at NACD and what they do uh, national. Uh, they've really they've got some really neat stuff. We'll tell you more about them uh, as well. But that's just a great, 
Group, the National Association of Child Development, a great Utah company. All right, let's get right to our pins across the world. I, I, I need some more pins, people. You, I, I, I see the numbers of people that are listening to this show, and I know that you have not sent in your pins. So please, please, please send me your pin. That would help me out. Because I, I want to know. I want to know who you are. So we did recent yesterday, um, and so we can go uh, past today, and we'll scan down and find one kind of hidden in the archives of pins across the world. I've got so much great stuff. I've had pictures of babies born. I feel like we have just such a, a fun, neat community uh, that's out there listening to this show, that's built up this this program, which has allowed uh, kind of the network to explode. So I'm very thankful of that. All right, let's go to Stephen Ronsley. He wrote me uh, kind of a, a funky little uh, um, lengthy little piece, so I'm going to try to do the best I can, but it's a really it's an interesting story. Uh, I was raised and just moved back from my hometown in Fisher, Indiana, just north of Indiana, Trey Lyles, Gordon Hayward. Uh, would know where it is. So would George Hill, by the way, but he sent this in December. I was a manager for a high school team, and we played against Gordon Hayward's Brownsburg High School every year in our conference. I'm currently working as a teacher's aide as a junior high classroom that has students that have moderate to severe cases of autism, and I love it even if it's exhausting. I've been a jazz fan ever since fourth grade. I actually suffer from what's called Asperger's syndrome, which is a high form of autism. And while I've gotten better about it, many people with AS obsess over one or two interests, and I obsessed over the NBA, specifically Michael Jordan's Bulls teams growing up. However, after his first retirement, I was so devastated, I stopped cheering for him and looked for a new team. The same year, my best friend had to do a report on Utah, and we started cheering for the Pacers and the Jazz. And I asked, that must have, during that era, that must have been heartbreaking. I asked for a Malone jersey for my birthday. And once I got it, uh, it was over. I was a jazz fan. I remember having him uh, over along with two other friends, not Carl, his friend, to watch Game 7 a few years later against the Sonics. My basketball fanhood evolved to even do a heat blog for a few years after I was asked to do it by a friend with him during our college years together and beyond. After a few years of that, I tried to do a jazz blog, but I just did not have the energy to do it. I also have to get to work at 7 a.m. Eastern, so I'm in bed right away after most jazz games. I enjoyed it, though, and would love to do a little blogging again about the jazz. It's also a dream of mine to go to a game in Utah. I've fallen in love with the Jazz Nation on Twitter. Obviously, being in Indiana, there are not many jazz fans I get to interact with. Anyways, you can follow me at the Rons, R-A-W-N-S, underscore jazz. The R-A-W-N-S underscore jazz. Does that sound too desperate for follows? Haha, I don't really care all that much as there are a lot more important things. Side note, I absolutely love your work and Jody's and Tony and Andy's. I usually listen to your podcast during my lunch break. Uh, Two weird things I forgot to add. My dream job is to be the equipment manager for the Jazz. Dreamed of it ever since high school. Also on game days, I take my own version of a pregame nap. If I do not, no way I can stay up to 1130 and get to work the next day. So that is Stephen Ronsley. You can give him a follow on Twitter. At the Rons underscore Jazz. All of us have, you know what, it's such, I, I don't want to get too deep here, uh, but I'm about to. We've got this funky world we're living in right now. There's not a lot of give and take going on. There's not a lot of communication. Um, there's a lot of fear mongering, and there's a lot of great concern on political candidates, no matter what level you're on. But you know what, sometimes like the sports world and the jazz, and we all come from, What's really cool is we all come from different places. We all come from different angles on things, and uh, it's it's kind of awesome. Um, and I, I, I think that's, that's my favorite part of all of this is just that 
uh, you know, that's a cool story. Steven's got his Asperger's and learned how, and that's allowed him, and he's learned how to manage it in a way to make sports a productive part of his life. We all kind of come from a different place. I think it's really cool. All right, let's get to uh, my tip-off story of the day. I, I, I actually thought this was interesting. I went back and reviewed a bunch of our notes from when training camp opened. I could make a pretty, and I'll be curious to hear what Quinn says this, this training camp is not, Really gone. I mean, it's not gone badly in the sense we're not prepared, but and and you're so optimistic during training camp that everyone wants to have like you know oh it's gonna be great. But if we really kind of go back and review media day and some of the storylines, and I look at my notes, so our, our, the number one story out of training camp was connectivity. Well, I, I I can't say that we have connectivity, right? We uh we Gordon gets hurt very very early on. Alec hasn't played. Derek Favors uh, has been very limited. Rodney Hood has not practiced a great deal. That You're not getting connectivity out of that at all. Um, it's going to be two weeks for Gordon on his hand on Friday. That's That's not what we were looking for. I mean, if we're really honest about this, as excited as we are about the season, I'm not, I'm not downplaying the season. I thought the Clipper blowout the other day. Again, you you never want to, uh, you never want to go and and get excited over preseason action, except for the fact that what we saw in that game was really that if the Jazz are able, you know, if if we, I, I was texting with my dad last night. I said, you know, if we could make a deal on every night that we sit out our f- three best players and they sit out their three best players, we'd win We'd be, We'd be. win every night. We're the best 4 through 12 team in the NBA. Um, right? Don't you agree? We're the best 4 through 12 team. The question is whether we're going to be good enough 1, 2, and 3. And 1, 2, and 3 haven't played. Maybe the positive would be to claim that somehow it's given guys a chance to work together. But I, I don't think that's really true. We don't have the connectivity in... And Joe Johnson specifically has not had a chance to work as a complement to Gordon and Rodney and Derek at all. Joe doesn't look particularly comfortable yet, uh, which I understand. Uh, and he and he doesn't look, you know, he's not good anymore at the level of the 24 points a game guy if he's asked to be the number one guy. That's that's not his vibe anymore. That's not where he's going to be successful. And so he's got to learn how to play off of Gordon, Rodney, and Derek and really hasn't had a chance to do it. So we walk into a murderer's row of a schedule starting next Tuesday, uh, a week from yesterday, of at Portland, home against the Lakers, at Clippers, at San Antonio, home against Dallas, home against San Antonio, and a five-game road trip without having a lot of connectivity. I, I'm i not going to be surprised if we don't come out of this stretch particularly well. The second one that was a huge storyline going in was all the late-game failures of a year ago, and I, I think Quinn has hoped that he was going to get a team to play the fourth quarter against him this year in the preseason. He hasn't got it. It's not his fault. It's nobody's fault. But he hasn't got a team to play the fourth quarter yet. When they have a close game against Portland on opening night, hopefully, hopefully we can make that close. Um, if if we're able to get that uh, to be to be close, that'll be our first close game, and that's so much 
of what's going to dictate our season. Now, I have believed this whole time that the way to fix the late game situation is the first 43 minutes. And I think we're, we're couched to do that. Uh, the third storyline was Dante, and that's gone very well. That really has gone well. That, that I think, so that's the one area where you can say, okay, really very, very good. That what we wanted coming out of camp has been really, really good. What makes this interesting to me is I've actually shuffled some some plans on my end. I think Thursday, Friday, and Saturday practices are almost like a real three-day mini camp to get ready for the NBA season. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting with that. That's what they're going to have to do now. Who's you know is is Rodney going to be able to go? Is Gordon going to be able to go? Um, no, probably not. Is Derek? Hopefully. Uh, I think Rodney would be able to go. So you'll begin to see some of these pieces back out on the floor together. By the way, funny little note on Dante. I don't know how I missed this. I feel like I'm pretty well prepared. So much of the story about Dante's dad, Cecil, was that he was on the national championship team with Michael Jordan. I didn't know that he was the roommate of John Stockton at Portsmouth Invitational, which is a pre-draft camp in 1984. I missed that. I didn't know that at all. Did you guys know that? I didn't. So, there. How's that for a little simple note for you? Speaking of simple, the National Association for Child Development is a Utah company. Uh, They're an international company, but they're based in Utah, and they have been studying and understanding how brains work for 37 years and how to improve the brain of every child and every individual. And it has come out. And ended out with this work with a program at MySimplySmarter.com, which is an online program you can get in your computer, and it takes 10 to 20 minutes, three sessions a week. It basically delivers personalized exercises that help build a strong foundation for learning. Your ability to focus, process, retain, and analyze information is the key of everything you do, everything your child does, everything your child who's an athlete does. And this program guides you through, or them through, intense activities that address auditory process, visual processing, spatial ability, and then the progression of how that works with your various memories and the foundation of cognitive includes short-term working memory executive, okay, and leads you to better executive functioning. It's a pretty incredible program. Parents can monitor their kids' progress through an log in and see the daily works and the weekly emails. And then, so if your kids struggle a little in school, or frankly, if they're having a hard time understanding their coach, you check out mysimplysmarter.com, incredibly easy, affordable way to really help your kids improve. And when I say affordable, Laird over at My Simply Smarter, really at NACD, has done a wonderful thing, and that is by giving you a discount code of LOCKED. He has taken the prices uh, down so that, uh, it, you can do it for $13 per month. And the promo code LOCKED allows you to have uh, that discount for life. So if your child is doing really well in school, but you think there's more there, mysimplysmarter.com works for them. If your child's having difficulties and it feel like you're at wit's end and nothing's working, My Simply Smarter is the answer. And if your kid's a student athlete, but sometimes like, why aren't they paying attention? Why aren't they following the coach? Why are they so easily distracted? MySimplySmarter.com. Check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get the discount down to $13 per month uh, per user with the promo code. That's mysimplysmarter.com.
com. All right, I wanted to, we're going to do Joe Ingles' Get to Know today. Um, there, I, I was listening to our Western Conference preview uh, when I was putting it together. I thought this was really interesting. The league right now, it's so dumb. It's so incredible to think about uh, the Warriors and what they're able to do and then the storyline of LeBron. And, and there's no question that for the mo- the majority of people, what the Warriors are able to do, and I think they're going to be insane. I, th- I think they're going to win 75-76 games. I just can't imagine. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get beat, frankly. Uh, I just, I just don't. Uh, and I, I, I can't, I can't put it in math. I can't put it on paper. So I think they'll be incredible. Uh, I think the Cavaliers story is really interesting. I mean, if LeBron is finds a way to pull this off again, or even just to get back to the finals again, he, I mean, he already is one of the greatest that there ever was, but it just continues to, to do, um, incredible, incredible work as a, as just as just one of the three or four greatest players that's ever existed. So those storylines, but I find I was listening to the Eastern Conference preview we did at Locked On NBA. I was listening to the Western. Conference. There's a lot of other great stories that exist. Dallas is really interesting. Trying to put together Harrison Barnes and and whether Wesley Matthews can bounce back and who are they? We're very very interesting. Do we really build? Can a team that's never won a game that needs to win in its life suddenly become a top four team? Are the Spurs having problems? The story yesterday by Jackie McMullen is one of the best there is. That Lamarcus is not happy in San Antonio. And you know when you talk to people in Portland, like it's not that stunning to them that Portland got better when he left. He's just a guy that does not lead to a great atmosphere around him he's not a particularly happy guy it's interesting to see um what happens with Gasol there with out Duncan do if some if there's another dominant personality do Manu and Tony just kind of check out on it that's fascinating the Clippers have their final run together I mean it's really their final run CP3 and Blake are free agents and is this team do We've all looked at it and thought they could be great. Could they have the year where they finally stay healthy and we find out? Or is there just something fundamentally wrong with the way Chris Paul plays or the personality of Blake Griffin or something about that mix that doesn't work? It's, it's, can, Portland, can Portland make the jump the Warriors made two years ago? And is Damian Lillard the next Steph Curry? There's so many incredible stories. When I just kind of walk down the road of each and every one, do the Grizzlies have another run? It's just going to be awesome. The, the How many cool storylines there are. I mean, I'm just staying on the West. Frankly, can the Kings, with their brand-new building and their new head coach in Dave Yeager and the, you know, Troubled DeMarcus Cousins get everything in line. Because suddenly if they do, they're a playoff team. They've got this talent that's unreal. What is Can Mike D'Antoni revitalize James Harden's career? James Harden last year had one of the greatest statistical years of any player ever in the history of the NBA and did not make first, second, or third team NBA. He is clearly was dismissed last year as a player. What happens now? So really, to me, so many amazing storylines to this season. I've just been kind of stunned by how many good ones there are. A trade rumor that was out yesterday was that the uh, Kings are talking about trading Rudy Gay and Darren Collison to Miami for Goran Dragic. It makes a lot of sense. 
Sacramento, who probably is not going to be able to sign free agents, takes the risk and takes in the contract of Dragic. It's a little bit of a risk because as he gets older, it's a pretty big deal. Um, but nothing's that big a deal anymore after this last offseason. Uh, Dragic is the point guard they desperately need there. Ty Lawson um, is uh, possibly uh, going to make that team, but he's missing flights the other day. He missed a flight to Kentucky out of Vegas. He missed a shoot around while in Vegas. That's not a great sign for guys when having substance uh, or alcohol, whatever, some sort of substance problems along the way. That's not that's not a particularly good sign. Uh, Dragic is interesting, by the way, because we all think of him as the 13-14 Dragic in Phoenix who had 20 points a game and six assists and was a dominating player uh, with an effective field goal percentage of 56% that year, but that's really not who he's ever been again or was before. So that's this weird outlier year he had. And so when you try to figure out who he is, it's not entirely clear, but he's He's probably a guy that go for you know gets you 35 minutes on the floor and gets you about 15 points and five assists, and that's better than anything that Sacramento has. So it would make Sacramento a great deal better, uh, and it would clear cap space. And I tweeted out yesterday, that's not good for the Jazz. And I'm not trying to say that I think Gordon Hayward is going to go to the Minnesota Miami uh, Heat, but I would say this, the fewer play team, people that are going to pursue him, the better off we are in offseason. Gordon is going to go through the process. That's his right thing. Hopefully we're going to have such a good year that the process is very simple and easy and he stays. But that's always a possibility it's not. And furthermore, if you don't think that Pat Riley is going to move the meter when he sits down in a meeting to you, you're, you're nuts. And you know what? It's hard. It's really hard to uh, keep a guy. It, it, it's really hard to keep a guy. Like, it's so intriguing to be talked to by somebody else that it's hard to keep a player. So the more people that have uh, cap money, it's bad for the Jazz. So if Miami were to open up cap space and they try to sell, you know, Gordon, that's a pretty good sales pitch. Have you ever been to Miami? It's a hell of a sales pitch. So we would like to have fewer, you know, it's, it's enough to fend off Boston. Uh, we'd probably like to have fewer teams uh, out there. Uh, Patrick Beverly may need knee surgery. That knee is becoming an issue. Um, and if he needs knee surgery, in all likelihood, it means that the Rockets would start the season with their point guard being James Harden, their two being Eric Gordon, their three being Trevor Reza, their four Ryan Anderson and Clint Capella or Nene as their five. It takes away some of their ability to go small if they ever went small with the Reese's, the four, Anderson's, the five, which I think was a lineup we'd probably see. They also are incredibly thin. The Rockets, the Mavericks, and the Grizzlies are incredibly thin. The Rockets bench is Pablo Prigioni. If Harden's really playing the one, the backup two is P.J. Harrison or Corey Brewer, probably. K.J. McDaniels is the backup three. Montrell's Harrell and Nene, so it you know KJ McDaniel's can play and uh, Corey Brewer has a role. Sam Decker is going to be the key to the Rockets if they have any depth. If the former Wisconsin player can come out and have a year and give them depth. Dallas, by the way, Darren Wesley Matthews, their backup Devin Harris, who's sidelined right now. Uh, I think he actually might have played on last night for the first time. And JJ Barea, and then Seth Curry is their backup too. 
Justin Anderson is a pretty nice player, and Dwight Powell is a decent player, and uh, are going to have to really give them uh, some good minutes in Memphis. We've talked about though. I, I do. I would say this. I think that James Ennis is a bit better on Memphis uh, than some people realize. So I, I don't know. I find it all fascinating. I can't wait for the season to get started. We'll do one more preseason game tonight against Portland and get that uh, rolling. By the way, this weekend, before all the season gets started, the Utah Snowmobile Show is in town. It starts Friday at 3. It's at the Equestrian Park. That's at the Salt Lake County Event Center, 2100 West, 114th South in South Jordan. It's the Winter Enthusiasts heaven it just fire you got the snow on the mountains now it was snowing on my drive home yesterday uh after playing golf at old mill with my daughter and her friend we drove home into snow uh the really it's a great place if you're going to do any shopping they've got all the aftermarket products the coats the pants the gloves the helmets and of course the new snowmobiles to look at and check on as well uh they have custom built machines to see uh, that you won't see anywhere else uh some really fun uh better parts of kind of unique snowmobiles and how they get it done. Some of the top athletes will be there. So if you take the kids, they can pick up posters and all of that. It's the snowmobile show. As I said, it's at the Utah Equestrian Center in South Jordan. It's on the corner of 2200 West and 114 South. Friday, it starts at 3. Saturday, it starts at 10. Friday, it goes till 9 o'clock at night. Uh, it's sponsored by FXR, Western Power Sports, Ultimate, uh, Ultimax, Fly Racing, and Snow West Magazine. If you want more, go to SNO west.com so it should be a lot of fun tricked out sleds great models uh, new snowmobiles the latest from arctic cat polaris skidoo and of course seminars and more all right let's get to know joe ingles this has been locked on jazz part of the locked on podcast network get to know joe ingles if you took me back to your hometown what would you show me <laughs> not much um yeah pretty quiet place kind of like utah it's quiet um probably the the beaches are nice um, a couple of really nice restaurants. Might take you to my house if you were lucky enough. Um, but yeah, just a very quiet, small little country, big country town. It was a great day when you were a kid if you were doing what? Um, probably outside anytime, <laughs> running around, playing sport, riding my bike, swimming in, the, in our pool, um, just anything outdoors. If you took me back to your childhood room, what did it look like? <laughs> it was um, Baby Blue. <laughs> Um, it was the size it was actually a study we had a two bedroom plus a study so I had the study and um, yeah just a tiny baby blue with basically a bed and a and a little cabinet with some clothes in it um, what's the first court you ever played on um, probably just my backyard a big cement slab with a basketball backboard and hoop that my dad had made stuck on the, the top of the shed Favorite team and player growing up? Uh, my favorite team was the Adelaide 36ers from my home, the professional team in my hometown. And uh, my favorite player was the, the, the best guy on that team, a guy called Brett Maher. Uh, favorite game you've ever played in? Basketball game? Um, oh, any of the championships kind of thing from, from different teams. Um, the, the Spain Spain game at the Olympics just recently was, was a really good game to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, just any probably any of the championships. You have, you have one shot in your career that you, like, think of, remember any more than any other? Um, not really. A um, couple half-court 
half court things but yeah no I'm, I've never really worried about my own stuff to be honest <laughs> when did you know you belonged in the NBA um I still am not sure really <laughs> no, um I think once probably my first year when when I got to start some games and um and actually kind of contribute feel, you feel like you're contributing and, and helping the team uh why do you wear number two yeah um, because seven was retired. <laughs> um, my birthday is on the second. Now I've got two kids, um, and actually the one of the main reasons was my best friend who plays Australian football um, is number two, and I always told him that if number seven was never not available, I would I would take two. So, but it's kind of got now it kind of works because my birthday and the kids, so it works. Let's get to the kids. What was it like? What's it like? What was it like to have twins? What was it like to become a dad? Um, yeah, it was it was easily the best thing I've accomplished um, by far. Um, yeah, it was just just amazing. You, I, I just said you, one of those things that you always laugh. I used to laugh at my friends all the time when they would say, oh, "I really want to see. I, I miss my kids, or I need to get back to back home and see the kids." And it's like, "Who's used to you, like you'll see them soon? Like relax." But it changes pretty quickly once you have kids. So. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I only got 36 hours with them, and then I went to Rio, and um, Renee was a, a an awesome trooper to, to do it by herself for a month with with her mum and some friends helping, and um, yeah, just awesome to get back there and see him so much bigger. Sweet. All right, let's go on the road with Joe Ingalls. What is your favorite city to visit in America? Um, I don't really have a favorite. I don't. Um, I didn't do too much. I mean, all the all the big cities are always cool. Um, the warm cities are nice because we don't get much warm, warmth during the year here. So um, anywhere kind of West Coast or, or Florida or whatever are, are pretty nice. Favorite place to eat? In Salt Lake? On the road. Oh. Um, me, and, me and G went to this place in uh, Dallas, across the road from the hotel. I can't remember what it was, but we had this amazing sushi. Anywhere sushi, really. I'm a sushi fan. One thing you cannot travel without? Um, probably my phone and wallet. What is your game day routine? Um, not really anything too serious. I've, I think I've got to the point where there's too many um, things that can change what your routine is, and um, I think the guys that are really focused on that sometimes get a bit distracted because you, some, some things change especially over here with, with the amount of games and travel and back-to-backs and four and five and all that. It's just too hard, I think. To, so for me, I've just all I, do, all I really do is I, um, I get my right foot taped, then my left, then my right sock on, and then my, so I just do everything with my right foot first. I don't know why. And you're left-handed. And I'm left-handed. What is the best heckle you've ever heard from the crowd? <laughs> um, I, get, I get called a, a science... I look like a science teacher all the time. Or a math teacher or something, <laughs> which <laughs> I get that I get that a lot on Twitter as well. Actually, it's um, it's a go-to by a lot of American fans. I appreciate it. What are the five most used apps on your phone? Um, probably WhatsApp, FaceTime, um, Spotify, and probably my my bank apps. Five best movies, or five movies Joe Ingalls says we have to see. Oh, pick the wrong guy for this. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really have that. Yeah, I'm not a movie guy. All-time NBA starting five. Um, can I be in it? Mm-hmm. Alec pl- Burks puts himself in it. Yeah, I'm not having Alec. Um, I'll have John Stockton, Michael Jordan. No, I'll have John Stockton, Magic, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. You didn't put yourself in it. No, I'll be six, man. I'll let them have the limelight for this year. You'll be okay not starting with that group? Yeah, I think I'll be all right. Six, man. First first guy off the bench. Um, let's play word association. I'll say something. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. Utah Jazz. The best franchise ever. Quinn Snyder. The best coach ever. Strawberries. They're in my fridge right now. Jay-Z. Um, a rapper. Cleveland. Delhi. Ice cream. Um, cold. Three pointers. The best. <laughs> Miami. Hot. <laughs>